today's podcast, we talk to Tyler Cookers, who at 24 years old became the youngest commercial property investor in Australia and quite possibly the world. Tyler reveals how he came to choose commercial property over residential as his vehicle for financial freedom, as well as lessons he learnt along the way from working with millionaire commercial property investors and gurus. Hey there, gurus. This is Tony Buffett, your host of the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. This is the podcast that takes you to the inner sanctum of commercial property millionaires, investors, and industry experts. This is where Australia's top insiders reveal their secrets about making positive cash flow, passive income through commercial property. This is a non-BS, unscripted, unrehearsed podcast designed to give you ideas and inspiration to become the next commercial property millionaire guru just like many of my guests. And be sure to stay tuned right to the end, gurus, where I ask each expert insider to give you, the listener, a secret 30-second tip. This is something I love to ask all of my guests as a special bonus for you. Three, two, one. Commercial properties are a go. Welcome everybody to the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast and today my very special guest is the one and only Tyler Coulkers. Tyler, how are you? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. Like it's been good because with all well, with all the rain that's been happening in Sydney, it's we've finally had some sunny days. Uh, that's always a good sign. Ah. Did you get flooded at all or? Um, luckily I didn't, but there's been some very wet days trying to get around, get to work and all of that and jumping out of the car, trying to push up the umbrellas, a little bit of a pain, but no worries. Well, Tyler, thank you for joining us now. Um, just wanted to talk to you because you're a fairly unique guy in the sense that now I'm here. I am 58 years old. I know you're going to say that I don't look 58 years old, so I'll I'll jump in there quickly. But here I am, 58 years old, haven't even bought a commercial property, about to launch, about to get involved with that. And here you are, 25, right? 25 years old, is that right? Uh, I am, yeah, 25, yeah. Turning 26 this year, I think. Okay. And you bought, am I right in saying you bought your first commercial property when you were 23 or 24? Uh, 24. 24, which in my mind makes you the youngest Australian commercial property investor. You would have to be the youngest in Australia, possibly the world. Would that be right? Um, I don't know about that, but maybe there's, maybe, maybe there's someone else that we haven't heard of before, but I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> well, I think it's remarkable, absolutely remarkable, that here you are at uh, 25 years old or 24 and you got involved in commercial property. So um, you have to tell us and, and tell the listeners what compelled you to go down this track. I mean, why commercial property? Why not residential like 99% of the other population? Was it something that you thought about as a 10-year-old Tyler Coulkers? Um. Well, I guess when it comes to what compelled me to go down commercial rather than comparing to like residential, it was... I guess just as I was growing up, it was a lot of like the case of I didn't really grow up with much. We didn't really have much like, so, like family vacations weren't really a thing for me. And it was just sort of the contrast between that and like looking around at like friends as I was growing up through like high school who would just 
they weren't in great positions financially. Like they weren't like super wealthy families, but they'd still go out and just throw money here and there on holidays and all these crazy things. Yet later on in life, you'd hear that they'd constantly complain about like still that they're just going to be stuck in the rat race and never going to afford a house. And they always end up coming up with blaming other issues apart from themselves. Whereas it's, for me, it was just, it seemed weird that, um, why get all your money and throw it away now? Like, sure, you can enjoy, you can enjoy yourself with holidays and that, but a great saying I heard recently or a while back, but a great way to put it is that um, instant gratification always feels good. It's always great at the time, but delayed gratification will always be multitudes better. And that's, I guess, the way that I see it with, um, investing is that sure you can have a holiday now but you're going to be continuing to work for the rest of your life trying to afford that next holiday or you could say no I'm not going to have a holiday now wait for a while save up invest and then later on in life you'll be able to have holidays whenever you want and for me when it came to that I tried looking into investing as I grow up figuring out where should I put my money what should I actually do so I've looked into residential stuff. I did Dimpfner's uh, um, ultimate um, resident, like uh, ultimate program. I looked into stocks with um, Louise Bedford. I've looked into a few different options and it wasn't until I came across commercial property that really struck me as the, this just seems like the one. But anyway, Stephen Johnson is a well-known millionaire property investor. So you got involved working with him, did you? So as I was looking into investing, um, I've been working with Stephen Johnson for a while now, which some of you may know him from Helen's commercial property um, cash flow. But before then, I had no idea about it. And he was the one who actually introduced me to Helen and through her education yeah. program. But through that, um, I was actually helping with their camera work. So I was providing the camera work for Helen's monthly meetups. And through that, not only was I able to get the education from Helen at the meetups about how commercial property works, the ins, the outs, the why it's such a great endeavor. But I was able to also meet the community and at, and like actually meet the people who are there and talk to people face to face and hear how Helen has actually changed their lives, what commercial property has actually done for them and see that, hey, this, this is actually the real deal. This isn't just sort of some big thing that's talked about and you get a few sort of positive cases here and there of just the ones that make it work and not the others. But this is an actual community of people who regularly come in, see Helen, Helen helps them out, and then they come out the other side in much better positions where some people who have gone multiple deals in, some people who only want their first deal in and just hearing what it was like for them on their first jump. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. So, all right. So let's, uh, let, let's hear about this first deal. How did it come about? Um, do you have just one, just the one property or do you have more? Um, yeah, I just have the one property. One property. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk because I'm fascinated to know how you chose it, how you decided on it and, um, you know, any glitches and so on and any, any things from there that you learned and, um, you know, what, 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 uh, were some good lessons that came out of that one? Um, well, I guess it does sort of tie in all together because um, 
as you mentioned, how did I come to making the decision, but also the lessons learned. Um, I would say that for the lessons, I'd, I'd put it to when you have a good team, when you have people who know what they're doing, and also when they've given you the education and taught you, hey, what is a good deal? What is actually looking good? And you're there and you're joining all the dots and you're like, yeah, this does look pretty good. I can guarantee that if anyone who hasn't done their first deal, you're going to be in the same position where I was. And there's always that hesitancy. There's always that, oh, but what if? What if this? What if that? But the thing is, is the longer you delay, the chances it's going to disappear. And you'll eventually get to the point where you look down the road and you see that, hey, whoever it was that scored that deal is, is in a great position. And you're going to be kicking yourself thinking, I should have got that deal. And so I guess for me, it was a little bit with, um, luckily, I did have Helen and that to sort of remind me like, hey, this is a great deal. What are you still sort of thinking about? If you have any questions, shoot in my way. And like, of course, like she was actually able to sit there with me, which that was one of the big things that really stood out for me. There was that this wasn't sort of like, say, Dimpton's course where like you go in, they say, here's the program. We have some people, but you're sort of left on your own. Helen was there actually to be there, support, and she spent the time that she wasn't just putting me as a number through a system, but upon joining and saying like, hey, I want to do my first deal, she actually said like, hey, let's meet up. Let's actually just have a meal and just talk. I want to figure out who you are, where you're at, so she could find me the best deal. And for me, that was what really stood out to me because I know for me being through doing the webinars for her and well, the meet the meetup groups for her on Wednesdays every month, I was watching some of the deals she was getting for people, all these crazy high cash flows that were in like the nines, 10 percent kind of yeah. thing. And I'm like, wow, I'm just like amazed thinking, man, I want cash flow. That just seems crazy. Cool. But upon talking to her, she then very much pointed out that, hey, maybe cash flow isn't the best thing for me right now because I'm so young, I'm still ready to go that I still have lots of years ahead of me to be working that, Hey, what am I going to do to get into the next deal? Cash flow is not quite, quite what I need. Cause I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon that what am I going to do to get in the next deal? So she emphasized, Hey, cash flow is not all there is to it, that there's going to be factors like capital growth, uplift and so on and such forth. So she actually found me a really nice deal that sort of got, a, has a little bit of all of that. Um, so in essence, I guess, talking about the deal that she did find for me, it was a property that was in Maitland. It's doing 8%, so still a decent amount of cash flow. But there was an uplift off the front that was a, yeah, yeah, so that's 7% or 8% net. Um, off the bat, there was a little bit of uplift through some complications. The, the property itself was on a limited lease title, so... Won't bore you with the details, but that means that the properties hadn't properly been set and the bank won't provide finance on a property that doesn't have properly set boundaries, which will scare away a good majority of people. So through knowing, like with Helen's team, knowing what they're doing and knowing that, hey, it's not too expensive to fix up a limited lease title, that they were able to negotiate a huge amount down that the property had previously gone under contract twice beforehand for 530000 and 500000 the next time. When the vendors realized that they weren't able to sell because of that issue, Helen's team were able to negotiate down to 430000 
which then wow. after legals and after um, getting the survey report done, it only cost about 20000 to fix it, to get the boundaries set properly. Okay. So from that, just entering the deal, there was an uplift of about $50,000. Wow. So there's that uplift that will be a decent chunk towards the next deposit for the next deal. And being in Maitland, it's on the outskirts of Newcastle, which is very much, we can see Newcastle's getting bigger. It's heading up there. The gentrification will be happening eventually that there's an aspect for capital growth as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, uh, I've got a friend in Maitland and um, he's on acreage out there and he's telling me how his property doubled in, the last, doubled in value in the last couple, uh, 10 years or something. So good luck to him. So have you seen any um, capital gains yet or you're not sure yet? It's a bit early to tell. Um, it's a bit early as I've only had it for about a year. And um, mm. yes, uh, yeah, still planning to try save up a little bit more for trying to get into the next yeah. deal. And once I feel like I've got a decent chunk, then see how much we can refinance and hopefully get a good amount to be able to enter into the next deal. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And you're getting that percent yield. And, and um, what, can I ask what sort of property it is? Is it offices or what, what are they? Um, the tenant is a group called Sunnyfield who are, I believe they're a disability care center. So they care for people with disabilities and, um, yeah, so they're not quite, they're not government, but they're, uh, they're a big franchise, I believe. So you've, you may have heard of Sunnyfield around in different places. So definitely a good, strong tenant that, um, knowing that, Hey, they're not just a, run-of-the-mill mum-and-dad business that could disappear overnight. So luckily during COVID, they were, there was a little bit of rent relief that we provided for them. But then as COVID started like going on, they were able to get back up to full rent. Without, um, Beautiful. And what's your, what sort of lease deal have you got them on? Um, I believe that on entering the deal, I think it was a I, – I actually can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's all right. No, that's fine. Okay, obviously it must be good to set and forget. You don't even have to care how long the deal is. It must be a bloody good deal. <laughs> well, I know, I know they have a few three-year options and with, with it they've also invested their own money into the property on building a shed out the back, renovating the backyard because the backyard was completely overgrown. So they've chopped it all away and turned that into a garden. So you know when a tenant is willing to invest their own money into a property, they're definitely not planning on getting up and leaving. Yeah. So I'm confident that they'll take up their three-year options and the deal will keep going on. Absolutely. Yeah, no, totally, totally. It sounds great. So, Tyler, that sounds really, really good, very inspiring, I've got to say. What we'll do now is we're just going to have a little break, okay, and we'll yep. uh, come back after this quick word from our sponsors. We've got sponsors now. Quick word from our sponsors. We'll be back in a minute. Leverage high yields and cash flow through commercial property investing with Helen Tarrant. If you're new to commercial property investing, are a cash-strapped residential investor, or you're building your property investment portfolio and you're looking for an edge in today's markets, you'll want to learn from Australia's original and leading specialist in commercial property investing, Helen Tarrant. Go to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get started with your education and commercial investing journey today. commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders.
Okay. Uh, okay. Welcome back, everybody. Tony Boffer here. I'm here speaking with the one and only Tyler Kulkas, uh, dubbed, I've dubbed him Australia's youngest commercial property investor, possibly the world's. Anyway, Tyler's given us some great background as to how he got started and what prompted him to get into commercial property and, and the parental influence. So that's a really good story. So, so thanks for sharing that, Tyler. I wanted to go a little bit deeper into some of the lessons you've learned and also the fact that you've obviously been in contact with many other very experienced uh very successful uh, commercial property investors. And if you'd be happy to share a couple of secrets of their success or some things that you, you learned from them that you had no idea about uh, before. Um, I guess that the, I'm not sure if it's quite just specifically tips from them, but I guess through hearing them and listening to their, like what they have to share that, it's very much important to actually have the education to actually know what you're doing. Because when it comes to investing, especially when you're looking at investing in like commercial property, or even if you're going to consider residential or even the stock market, or however it's going to go, that it's always important to actually have the education. It's important to know what you're doing because while some people might look at some programs or some education and think, man, it's so expensive to go out, get education. Like if these are education programs that do cost money that you look at them and when you really think about it, the cost that you'd accrue from making a mistake on your own would be a lot larger than the fees that it would cost you to seek professional advice, the cost that it it would cost you to, get the help from people who have done it before, people who know what they're doing, people who know not to make the mistakes. So if anything, what I have learned from being around people who know what they're doing within the industry, it's make sure that you have a strong team. So whether it's your own um, financial advisors, whether it's your own accountants and mortgage brokers and so on and such forth, make sure you have a strong team who knows what they're doing Um, make sure that if you can find someone who can be a mentor, find someone who can help mentor you through the process to when you just have questions, when you are confused on what to do next, is this expected? Is this not expected? Find someone who can mentor you. But then also if you haven't had the education, if you're not sure what you're doing by far, look for education, look for advice, look, look to actually learn and know what you're doing while you can have services where you get people to do it for you. Make sure you know what they're doing for you, why they're doing these things. Brilliant, brilliant. So I've got to ask you because uh, some of my previous guests, I've been lucky enough to have uh, Graham Huff, the uh, commercial property um, broker. Did you use his services at all? Um, yeah, yeah. Graham, Graham was actually the oh. mortgage broker for yeah for my deal. He was yeah. yeah definitely great, great person. I love him. He's got a great personality. He's so full of charisma. So I'm sure that must have been yeah. a really exciting interesting podcast <laughs> he had me laughing the whole time but anyway he's a funny guy mm. so oh that's good so that's great so graham helped you out with that and what about um i'm curious too about structures i i interviewed shukri barbara and um last week actually and he was telling me about these structures i'm, I'm meeting with him tomorrow uh, to have a chat about that so did he help you at all did shukri help you with the structures or not um, I don't think Shukri was the one who specifically helped me on my deal. Um, 
No, but okay. I, I I have worked like being around with Shukri doing like the meetup groups and like he's he's a very intelligible person. He's got a lot of great info, goes really into detail when it comes to um, his knowledge. Yeah, that's heavy stuff. When they go into that tax stuff, oh man, my head spins. <laughs> but it's great to, like you said, it's great to have that team of experts behind you backing you up. Otherwise, it's a bit hard to do it on your own. And I must ask you about the course because I am also in the middle of uh, the Helen Tarrant course on commercial commercial property, and it's a fantastic course. It is so comprehensive. I'm so happy there's not an exam at the end of it <laughs> because there is so much to learn. I'm just wondering, um, is that the course you did or did you do something independently or differently? Or um, Well, yes. Yeah, so as I guess as time's been going, we've been trying to, well, I guess Helen's been definitely working on the course, making it more optimised, getting it more streamlined to go through. So I guess when I was going through, it was a lot more of through the um through the meetup groups, but also she'd run boot camp events. So before COVID was around, she'd be traveled to different cities, whether it be like Melbourne or Brisbane or Sydney, and she'd run like right. boot camp courses over the weekend. So I guess a lot of my education came through doing those because not only was I helping video for a lot of them, but um, the meetup groups as well. Ah, gotcha. That's fine. So you didn't do the formal online course that I'm doing. Ah, uh, no, no. Luckily, when I did uh, it, it was, COVID wasn't around, so we were able to meet in person. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's fine. Well, look, let me tell you, it's a brilliant course. You probably don't, well, you don't need it now because you've been been through it and you know what to do. But um, for people like me that have never done it, um, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. So that, that's really good to know. Although, as, right, you said so before, although as you said before, um, that there's, there's so much that you're glad that there's not a test at the end because there's just so much to fill you up with that even after doing a lot of these Crazy. things, it's just, it blows your mind. So even though I've gone to numerous of the boot camps and the meetup groups that still helping her out with her webinars at the moment, there's still just more and more to learn. Like she's just so jammed full of knowledge and sometimes like she'll still explain a topic which you've heard before, but she'll explain it in a different way, which just makes you realize, wow, I didn't actually understand from that point of view. And there's just so much information to just keep learning. There's not quite a do just a, a little bit of a weekend here or a weekend there and you think you know it all. There's, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, hey, that, that's exactly what I've learned. I think, I think the thing I'm learning as well is that I can't do it on my own. <laughs> it's just mm. too much. So it's, it's really good that, you know, you can see the benefits there at the end, but you definitely need that team, as you said, so that, that's really good advice, Tyler. All right, so time is against us. We are having to wrap up, young fella. So what I like to do, what I like to leave my listeners is a 30-second secret tip. So don't talk about it for two hours. We haven't got that much time. So a 30-second secret tip, something a little bit different, something that you might have picked up that you didn't know before. Not many people out there in the public would know about investing in commercial property. So I guess the secret isn't really a... For me, I wouldn't quite call it a secret, but something that's people generally have heard of before, but don't give it the credit it deserves. I'm not quite sure it's tailored specifically for commercial property, but it's to spend time with the people who you want to become like, that your friends play a huge factor in determining who you are as a person and what you become. And 
it's not a, just a matter of saying like, if you want to become wealthy to stop spending time with your friends who aren't financially sound, because it's not what's on the outside that matters, but what's on the inside that matters. You should be spending time and being intentional with the people who have the values and morals that you desire in yourself. That if you want to be focused, spend time with people who are focused. If you want to be motivated, spend time with people who you see are motivated to get done what they're going to do. Avoid the people who regularly come up with excuses to procrastinate and people who constantly are bringing you down or just are cynical about everything. Be focused on the people who are positive. And if there are any other values that you desire or that, make sure that you're intentional with who you spend time with. Because if you spend time with the right crowd, you're going to be in the right crowd. And they'll not only will they be helping you and benefiting you, but you should ideally be there and helping benefiting them as well. Brilliant. Tyler, I wish I'd met you when I was 24. <laughs> you would have put, put me on the, on the right road to, to riches at that early age because I tell you what, I'm a big believer in that. Like attracts like. And who you surround yourself with, like you said, you don't give away your friends, of course, but uh, we family for that matter. But um, you're right, absolutely. Uh, I'm a big believer in that. Like attracts like. And if you surround yourself with like-minded people, there's no doubt, you know, you'll be talking about commercial property instead of, you know, talking about, uh, uh, you know, the footy or something. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. So thank you, Tyler. That's really great advice. Coming from someone so young, that's, that's brilliant. So well done. Well done, young fellow. All right. So we must move on. Time is against us. Now, I would love to have you back again sometime because I think the journey that you're on, you're, you're way ahead of me and you're, you're less than half my age. So um, I think the journey is fantastic. So I'd love to hear about when you get your next property. And when you do get your next property, we'd love to hear more about it and bring you back and maybe learn, tell us more about what you learned from that and other lessons and how it's evolving and that sort of thing. So would that be okay? Yeah, of course. I'd love to join you. And I guess just um, weighing in on that last little bit, I don't think it's quite that anyone's specifically ahead of anyone because we're all going at our own pace. And I guess the most important thing to remember is that, hey, what are you doing about it now? And that like now's the best time to start moving forward. It's not looking towards anyone else and saying you're behind anyone, but just looking and what, what's the answer for you now? Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mate, you should be a philosopher. I don't know if you are. Do you do philosophy? Maybe you do. But anyway, Tyler, <laughs> brilliant words, mate. Great advice. Really appreciate that. So thanks again for joining us. And, um, yep, we'll catch up with you soon. And thank you, listeners, for joining us here at Commercial Property Insiders. And we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, gurus, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay ahead on all the latest news on commercial property. And if you are serious about investing in commercial property and really want to be a success, I strongly encourage you to learn from the best and head over to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get specialist education on commercial property investing. That's right, folks, commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and go for the best course in Australia on commercial property. Until next time, gurus, Tony Boffer signing off for the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast.
All of the opinions offered are done in good faith. In the event of any person sharing their story or information, this does not constitute financial advice. The opinions contained may be short-term in nature and are subject to change. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All investments involve substantial monetary risk, including the risk of losing one's entire investment. None of the information contained here constitutes or is intended to constitute a recommendation that any particular security investment or strategy is suitable for any specific person. None of the information contained here is nor is intended to be personalised investment advice. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own personal investment advisor based on your specific circumstances. Real estate investing is a dynamic vehicle. Cash flow and equity positions can change on a daily basis. People on this podcast may be affiliated with certain products and services.